Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 348. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Pingdom, Squarespace, Clean My Mac X, and StoryWorth. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello. Hi. How are you, Stephen? You're going down today, son. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm ready. Going down. Mike, how are you? The road to consolidation begins again. This is the road to consolidation. I'm going to unify unify the Ricky Championships to become one true champion. That's going to be me. <laughs> one true champion. Well, Mike, if if you win, you'll be the consolidated uh-huh. winner for quite a while, probably, because you know it'll be the fall before we have another one of these things. Well, I mean, forever, because I'll then just never lose. As well, that, is wow, the other that thing. is quite the assumption. But that's the other thing, though, is like when I win, I just never lose again. So I'll just be able to put them all together. Well, before we get to the Rickies, we've got some other stuff to do, but we're going to start by talking about Ricky tracking websites. <laughs> of which there are an abundance at this point. This is like shelf apps. Yeah. Now we have Ricky <laughs> there tracking. There are more actively maintained Ricky tracking websites than shelf apps. We should get Ryan back on Mac Stories and do a roundup of, of these sh- Ricky, of Ricky, tra- Ricky apps. <laughs> Especially Ricky now websites. you've abandoned the shelf as well. And they probably everyone stopped maintaining. Friendship ended with the shelf. shelf so. Best yeah. friend is now a Ricky tracker. Listener Lex has made uh, rickies.co, which is an amazing website. Also, thank you to Lex for the chap- for the show art this week because I'm using his trophy art he sent me. This has... I feel like, can I just say, you, you, you brushed past that. This is a truly amazing website. Like yeah, an yeah. absolutely unbelievable... That's where I was going. Screaming when I was reading it kind of website. So it includes, as you would expect, the full history of our predictions. It has really nice host leaderboard tracking, complete with custom emoji of us that, if you refresh the page, change. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, It has all of our current titles, our achievements. I will say that um, percentage-wise, we're all very close with each other, closer than you would think. Even though I've donated over two hundred dollars and Mike has donated nothing, because I'm I'm good like that, I'm I'm bad like that. I guess my very favorite thing about this website. So there are loads of wonderful little features, and it, really we recommend that you go and poke around with it. It will be in the show notes, but it's also at rickies.co. Is the Bill of Ricky's page, yes. which yeah. as well as having music embedded in it, has a interactive change log. It's a you can drag our globe icon back through time and see how the Ricky rules, well, what they used to be called drafting <laughs> rules, then became Ricky rules, then the Bill of Ricky's, how it has adapted and amended over time. And then there are scorecards. There's active scorecards now for the events, and then there are previous scorecards. Uh, for the previous events and they even have things like which version of the rules were used for which uh, uh, like Ricky's event it's truly unbelievable and it's made by uh, Lex which I think Stephen already said and yeah it's truly this this is a work of art this thing yeah Uh, so yeah unbelievable yeah absolutely absolutely amazing there's a, a link in the show notes to the github repo this website lives in and there's a details.md file so you can go read about some of these little touches and it's just it's so incredible uh lex really knocked it out of the park with this it's fantastic it's a labor of love that we love it is 
It definitely is. Uh, there's also rickies.net, the the Wikipedia, uh, where Jason has been uh, doing some amazing things. Also, some amazing artwork on this, which mm-hmm. is like a weird fish in the middle of this like beautiful spiral artwork, which I really love. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. I believe that some of the work that Jason had done helped provide the data for yes. Lex's rickies.co. So this is a stacking situation we've got here. Right. Um, everyone's building on top of each other's incredible work. Mm-hmm. And Jason has provided some statistics and past results of just our WWDC events, which is really intriguing. I want to read a couple of excerpts from the page uh, that, that Jason has put together that talks through the previous Ricky's adventures around WWDC. The 2019 event was graded at a raucous live show where at one point Federico threatened to call the police when his arguments <laughs> didn't seem to be getting traction. <laughs> Ultimately, all three hosts had perfect scores leading to the game first and so far only three-way tie <laughs> which also led to the only coin flip that mike has ever lost since then he has an active streak of five coin flip wins wow. 2020 also saw perfect scores for mike and steven but federico yeah. did not fare quite as well he had hoped for new iMessage features and xcode for ipad yeah. mike did well with an ios focus slate of picks while steven staked most of his picks on the mac uh, jason also put a topics section into uh, Wikipedia as well, which shows the success that we have each had over certain types of products and initiatives, mm-hmm. which is also really interesting. So, like, say our iPhone picks across all of them, iPad, Mac, all that kind of stuff. How many we've got right out of <laughs> Look everything at my we Mac picked? Picks. Thirty percent. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent on iOS. You sure are, but you've also made three iOS picks across everything, <laughs> which is very uh, every WWDC. So, well, well look, a ton, look like, it's not about are... the number of picks; it's about mm-hmm. the percentage correct. That's not how it works. That's not no. no. We are very blessed, I think, to have such an incredibly enthusiastic yes. uh, audience group, and uh, we absolutely love to see these things. And please mm-hmm. go and check out these websites uh, and support the work of these very, very wonderful, passionate ones. I've made 22 stagecraft picks. That's an obscene amount. I really like them. And two iPod Touch ones. <laughs> more than iOS, it would seem. You you care much more for how the event is presented rather than what happens with iOS. That's, yeah, that's about right. Uh, Mike, how is your multiple monitor experiment going? Remind people what you have done. So I'm still using my wonderful yellow uh, iMac. iMac, I was going to say Pro, it's not an iMac Pro, it's just an iMac. Uh, I've been using that. I'm still loving it very much for while I'm recording. I still have it for a few more weeks. And I was u- I'm was using my Dell monitor that I was using for my Mac Mini now on the side in a portrait orientation where I have all of the various apps and such that I use when I'm recording. So Audio Hijack and Zoom, Skype and all that kind of stuff. And I really like it. I like that that stuff's just all off to the side. I don't ever have to worry about touching it or messing anything up. It's just doing its thing. And then I have more screen real estate to play with on the iMac. I feel pretty sold with this, honestly. Do you think you would do it even if a bigger iMac lands on your desk? Yes, because even with the 27-inch iMac Pro, I still had stuff overlapping all the time, and and I didn't really like that. Um, and now it's just everything is just off. I, what I like most about it is that it's just away to the side. Like it, I, I can't, you know, I, it doesn't get in my way, like all the recording stuff. Um, and then also like 
when I'm not recording, I just leave those apps open because I get them all laid out. And so now when I'm on this machine and I'm not actively recording, like all these apps are not all up in my business. So I like having this off to the side here. It feels like a like a yeah. pretty good solution for me, honestly. See, the, the problem with using a Pro Display XDR is you can't afford a second one. And where would you put it? Well, you don't have to get a Pro Display XDR. I haven't got two iMacs. Yeah, but if you have two externals, they have to match. Why? That's all I'm saying. They don't. Because then I couldn't sit in front of them. Right, but that's that's a you problem. It's I'm not a very, like a general problem. I'm a very particular person, it turns out. I had to uh, I had to say goodbye to my iMac. You had an, an orange one for a not very long time, huh? Yeah, so I didn't get a review unit. Uh, I, I purchased it. And you know the phrase, if you love someone, you have to set them free? That's how it was with me and the orange iMac. I really liked it. There was absolutely no place for it in my household, in my studio. Like, there's no need for it. So I thought, before I really, really fall in love with it, I've got to, I've got to let it go. And so I did my video. Y'all talked about that last week, and mm-hmm. took some photos. Uh, uh, reviewed it for uh, more power users, the membership version of MPU, and then I, um, I mailed it back, and it's gone. I did keep one of the orange Apple stickers, so we'll see if Apple rejects my return because of that. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm planning to do that of my review unit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just not going to send the stickers back. I, I just won't stick them to anything. Yeah, I kept the bright one. Why don't you put like a secret message in there, <laughs> like a ransom note? <laughs> no, no, like like a, like a coded message. If you ever want to see these stickers again, no, be. like I don't know, Mike was right or something like that. Maybe like a. Like a little secret thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that will draw attention definitely to the fact that I'd taken the stickers. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Like, what stickers? And then we set it on the show. Nah, nah, nah. nah don't worry about it. Nah, they don't listen. Don't worry about it. A little bit of uh, follow-out. Uh, I published a new video on Monday, customizing macOS system preferences that apparently no one knows was possible so you can set them in alphabetical order or you can hide them I, I, I didn't know you could do this yeah it's like uh it's like a minute 45 uh, just like a little tip video i want to play with this format uh for a couple of reasons one i did it in ScreenFlow, which is a mac app that i know a lot of people have used i had never used it and it's really cool so you can do the capture of video and audio and you can do some special audio routing and stuff and then after you record it, you can say, oh, I actually want the mouse to be bigger, or I want little uh, clicks to come out of it. When I click, little uh, radius circles to come you out of it. You can do that afterwards? Yes. So, like, the magnification and stuff in that video around the cursor, you do all that in post. You can say, I wow. want the magnification to be this big, and I don't want it to last this long. It's re- that can be true. It's really cool. Sure? I don't understand how that's technically even possible. It doesn't make any sense to how me. How does time even work? Like you did it before and then you can do it after? What? Yeah, it's no. it's uh, it's really cool. So so that's all done. TJ is pointing out in the um, Discord, this, uh, this has come up on the MPU forums several times, uh, including a, a post that he's linking that he did. So I, wow. I bounced off of that and did this little video. Um, I can't believe you you don't read your own forums, Stephen. That's where I saw it. Wow. I said, this should be a video. So if you post good things in the MPU forum, I may steal them for YouTube videos is the, the lesson here. <laughs> wow, that's a bigger wow. You're just thieving content. 
Anyways, uh, so I want to play with this format a little bit, and ScreenFlow is really cool, so I wanted just to give it a shout-out. Speaking of uh, other shout-outs, let's give a shout-out to the Italian architectural team (laughs) responsible for that beautiful Apple Store museum you've got going on over there, Federico. That was a fun little article you put together. Shout-out to the city of Rome for being beautiful, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, um, that was fun. Right. Um, so we were able, Sylvia and I, to attend uh, to to visit the new Apple Store in Rome via del Corso before its grand opening to the public. This is like celebrities that want to go shopping and they close down a store for them. You know, like if if I don't know if you're like Justin Timberlake and you want to go buy some Gucci shoes, they'll like close the store so like you're not bothered. And this is what Apple stores will do for Federico now. So Federico wants to go to a store, close down the store, kick everyone out, and Federico gets to go. That is not really how it works, but I like to imagine... Where was everybody in the pictures, huh? Well, um, (laughs) good point. (laughs) Well, um, so a bunch of Italian press was there. Um, I don't... I'm trying to phrase my way around this very carefully. I don't really know these people. I don't think these people like me. You know when you get that mm-hmm. weird vibe from someone? You know, oh, he's the English blogger. You know, the Italian Apple news scene is very competitive. And it and it gets even more weird if you don't try to even compete with them. I don't know. Sylvia and yeah. I, we mostly just minded our own business, you know? Uh, so mm-hmm. we just walked around the store, took pictures. Uh, we were given a, a few interesting details um, to, to focus on, you know, like the, you know, the, the staircase, like some information that is really fascinating when you hear it. Um, the type of marble, the type of stone that was used, uh, how the, uh, the skylight that they have is actually based on LEDs that simulate the behavior of the sun during the day. That was cool. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a window, Apple? <laughs> like, are we not just going to bother with that? Or <laughs> I think that's because, um, like, my, my interpretation of it is that the original was destroyed anyway. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know, maybe they just thought it was easier and cooler, I don't know, to just do the... I read through this whole article, right? And, and, and also in, like, the things you're saying now... And the one thought that I'm struck with constantly is this is the kind of thing that shows how much money Apple has because so much of this is unnecessary. Like in the sense of like what you should do for a retail store. Like it is amazing that they took the care and they restored this place and made it beautiful. But they are a company who sells computers and phones. Like to do what they have done to this building is completely unbelievably uh, outside of anybody's typical realm of expectation for what any company would do moving into a space like this, right? It's just like they have so much money that they can just painstakingly restore a mural. Yeah, and that is true. But also when you see it in person, it's incredible. And like, yeah. And I actually talked about this with with John earlier today. I got a bunch of tweets from people saying, oh, so don't you think it's sad that private corporations have to come in with their big money and, you know, take advantage of these historical places and just show off how much money they have? This stuff should be in the public domain. It should be governments that restore these buildings. Sure, I agree. 
Like in an ideal world, Palazzo Marignoli, which would be the building where this new Apple store is located, would be an open museum for mm -hmm. all citizens of Rome and all tourists to see. That's not how it works in Italy. We don't have the money. The city of Rome doesn't have the money. We don't have the funding to, to support that kind of a restoring of, of all the buildings that we have, especially in the center of Rome. And so, unfortunately, as much as I would like it, all these buildings to be open to the public, all these buildings in the center of Rome, they are used by companies, that, by businesses, by banks, by, uh, you know, um, boutiques like Armani or uh, Gucci, whatever. They're all used by companies that, to different extents, they, they care for the building and they restore the building. And I can tell you that this building in particular was in really, really bad shape. It was disgusting. Like, this building was grimy and dirty, mm -hmm. and all the works of art were hidden or damaged before. It used to be this, uh, as I wrote in the story, this was actually the fast food sort of a pizza chain where I used to go as a kid when we visited Rome with my parents. It was just loud and dirty and gross. It was one of those cheap fast food places where, where thousands of people go every day. And you couldn't even tell that this was actually like a pretty cool building from the 19th century with a fascinating yeah. story behind it. And so, yeah, ideally, this should all be taken care of by the government. For a bunch of different reasons, that is not possible. And so, at the very least, you know, Apple did a pretty good job. And it it's really stunning to see in person. So, uh, sure, you're visiting a store by a company that wants you to spend money inside of it. That is true. It's also equally true that they have done an excellent job at restoring the place, at restoring the the you know the 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 ceiling paintings and the hand painted ceiling which is really incredible to see above the genius bar so i understand the argument that you know oh it's still an apple store but i can tell you it's so much better than what it used to be so i guess why not right yeah i mean if it's the only way forward for the property then exactly i mean it was closed anyway it was closed in 2014 I think Apple took over, my understanding is in 2015. So yeah. they spent like five or six years working on it. It was closed the entire time. And then at one point it became obvious that it was, you know, initially it was a rumor that Apple had purchased the location um, or leased the location. I don't have details of that, how it works with the city of Rome. But uh, yeah, at least now it's it's open again. It's beautiful. It really stands out in the in Via del Corso because like all the other buildings are like, you know, they're very grimy and gray and dirty. And this one is really polished now. It's like yeah. really clean facade and all the white columns. It, it really stands out. It's beautiful. If you're ever in Rome in the future, uh, I mean, look, there's plenty of other things to see in Rome, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, like, if, you are, but if you're look, listening to this show yeah, and you're in maybe Rome, you go to check the, Apple out the Apple Store. store. It's like yeah. I went to the Louvre Apple Store in Paris because yeah. I wanted to see it. I was I was around there. I'm just going to go see it. I didn't need to buy anything. When we were in New York, Underscore and I went to the Glass Cube Store. It was closed for renovation, though. Yeah, that store wasn't very uh, impressive beforehand. Like mm. I'd, I'd been there a couple of years before just to go see it, and it had the real old look to it, you know, which is why it's been renovated. But yeah, traveling, I think, should involve going to an Apple store. You know, the one in Chicago on the river we've been in several times. Like, it's mm -hmm. fantastic. 
And we have amazing ones here in London. Let's take a break, and then we're going to talk about AirPods, and then we'll read the Bill of Rickies. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. If you have a website, what purpose does it serve? It could be driving people to your products, collecting sales leads for your company, or providing customer service with contact forms. When these critical transactions fail, you lose out on business, and your users have a bad experience. But there's a solution, transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, transaction monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout forms or login pages fail, before they affect your customers and business. Pingdom will notify you the moment there's a failure via SMS, email, or your favorite apps like Slack, OpsGenie, or PagerDuty. We had a little outage on FM the other night, and... Uh, I got a little message in Slack and a push notification saying, hey, you're down. It's, uh, it's good to be in the know about these things because you don't want your users to discover a problem with your website. You should be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a free 30-day trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to buy, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from Solar Winds for their support of the show and Relay FM. Mark Gurman published an article uh, about AirPods. It wasn't what I was expecting at this time of year. I will say, look, maybe I'm about to jinx this. There hasn't been a lot of, uh, hey, here's what's coming in iOS articles this year, right? Seems like things have been locked down pretty tight. And I guess it's worth comparing to last year. If I'm remembering correctly, iOS 14, there was a bunch of articles from, I think, 9to5Mac and some others because it seemed like some a version of iOS had gotten out, right? Yeah. And people were able to look through the code. And I guess if that wouldn't have happened, there wouldn't have been so many stories. So, you know, we're a week away from WWDC and we don't really know anything, like really anything. The only thing was that report that Mark Gurman published a few weeks ago saying notifications and widgets on uh, the iPad home screen, maybe. But this was an article about AirPods. So Mark was kind of going over the three AirPods lines and talking about updates that are in the works for them. So there will be some new AirPods, original AirPods this year with a design similar to the AirPods Pro. So a shorter stem and a new case. Um, I'm expecting they will still be fully all plastic, I guess. I, I don't think they're going to go to the AirPods Pro style in-ear things. And I hope that for Steven's case, especially. <laughs> Me too. I'll be very sad. That's your issue with the Pro, right? Is the going in the ear part. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I wear like in-ear monitors to record, but something about the silicon, like, I don't know, something about the AirPod Pro tips I really didn't like. Federico, are you still using the phone ones? Oh, yeah, big time. I ordered my new set just last week, and I swapped it because I replace it every, basically every couple of months. Um, I, I am very precise at cleaning my AirPods with blue tack, but the foam tips, uh, I just like to replace them. You use the comply ones still? Yes, I do. I do comply medium size. Uh, that's my preferred uh, flavor of them. Sizing part wasn't necessary, but I appreciate that you decided to share it anyway. 
Well, you'd be surprised by how many people would ask that question, like very particular questions. It's weird because like, what are they going to do with that? Like, I don't know the size of your ear to my ear. Do I? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I don't know. You strike me as a big ear person, um, Mike. <laughs> well, I either am or I aren't, right? Like, I don't think there's something about my personality. Sure, but would... I like to think about it. I like to, hey, do you think Mike has big or small ears? I don't know. Probably maybe. big ears. Yeah, big I can, ears. He's yeah, a podcaster, yeah. you know, big ear person. <laughs> like it evolved to get bigger ears? Is that what you're assuming? Right, exactly. Like gi- like giraffes evolved uh-huh. to eat leaves from tall trees. Uh-huh. You grew bigger ears for better editing when podcasting. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, that's how evolution works. I mean, Darwin said it, not me. New AirPods Pro coming next year. <laughs> uh, Apple is testing a design with no stems at all. Now, there is some uh, something to be said about this. There is, there's been a rumor of an upcoming Beats headphone, which is just pure in-ear things. They've been... Uh, Mac Rumors found them, and then LeBron James was pictured wearing them, which is... I kind of love the Beats. Thing. Like Stuff like this happens with Beats, which I just kind of really enjoy. It's just like, ah, whatever. We just give it they to don't care, James. right? It's like the opposite of an Apple product, but yeah. it's owned by Apple. It's like, yeah, it's just given to a bunch of people who are going to take Instagram photos with them. And I imagine whatever. that they're not as worried about it as well, Apple, right? Right. Like, I, because the Beats stuff, I mean, it gets more attention in this way mm. now because it's... Uh, yes. by Apple but like ultimately it doesn't matter if anything with, with Beats this only serves the brand the way that was probably wanted that's why mm-hmm. they gave them to LeBron James anyway like don't wear these in public but you know but if you're gonna make sure there's photographers around uh, like I, you know you never see like oh this celebrity had the new iPhone before everyone else no but like, do you remember that- when a bunch of people had the had the gold Apple watch yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that was also that, right? It was like, wear this. Like, yeah. go out and wear Who this. Who was it? You know? Someone had it, and like it was very clearly not set up. Probably Karl Lagerfeld. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> I think so. Karl Lagerfeld was the guy who used to carry the briefcase of uh, iPods. Everyone remembers that story. Really? Really? Yeah, that oh. was like a thing that he did. Like, I had like this briefcase full of iPods. It's basically what Steven does, also. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so... In case he breaks one. What do you think about the idea of AirPods just just go in the ears with no stems on them? Um, I kind of dig it myself. I am concerned. So I have, I can tell you, I have Sony earbuds that have that kind of design and I really like them. However, there's a big issue there the gestures to control those Sony earbuds are awful, right? Pressing on the stem on the AirPods Pro is a much better way to control playback or Siri than having to tap precisely on the Sony earbuds. Now, I don't know if the problem is that Sony's um, motion detection feature, whatever, sucks and that Apple's is going to be so much better. But conceptually speaking... Pressing the stem has really grown on me as a way to control uh, audio. But physically speaking, I really prefer the design of something like the the Sony earbuds that I have or these Beats headphones, uh, earbuds that I'm seeing now, where you don't have that little thing poking out of your ear, you know, that stem going down 
you know, toward your neck. Like, yeah, I don't want to go back to the tapping my ears again. Me neither. So that's so that's the problem, right? Like, do you want to have the new design or not? Or would you rather have, you know, keep the current design and pressing the stem? Maybe, look, maybe there's another way that they can make this possible. Maybe you're just going to have to squeeze the earbud, like, without having to tap yeah. on your head, basically. Yes, I like that. Because that's, that's a quick way to them falling out. Uh, I, I don't know. I've been having a problem recently, and I don't know why this is a new thing in my life, where my left AirPod falls out more than it ever has before. Maybe my ears, because they're getting bigger. They're growing. They're, because my ears continue to get bigger. It's changing. I guess this is the proof. <laughs> uh, Apple are apparently also not currently working on a second generation of AirPods Max, but they may revise the color offerings. Not a great sign, but we'll see. I guess, like, I really want to see what happens in iOS 15 in terms of this lossless story mm -hmm. going on with Apple Music. Uh, maybe they don't have to uh, work on a second generation uh, version of the AirPods Maybe Max. it does everything it needs. But like, look, it is worth noting that... Or maybe it wasn't successful at all and they're well, not going to make those any longer. The HomePods for the head. But, yeah. but like AirPods products... They are around for multiple years. So it doesn't true, mean they won't true. start working on it next year. Like all of the products that we're talking about, like the original AirPods, they've been out for ages with no update. So, I mean, yeah, an AirPods Pro will be updated in 2022 and they will release in 2020. So mm -hmm. um, it's not they released in 2020? unusual. The Pro? Yeah. Yeah. Were they previewed what? in 2019? No, they were rumored in 2019, I think. Wow, that's wild. Huh, fair enough. Yeah, so it's not unusual for AirPods products to stick around two years. Also, that seems to be pretty much the kind of, um, at least for the smaller ones, the kind of battery life that you can expect, like, yeah. after two years. <laughs> Do you, you remember, know? like, the uh, the second version of AirPods seemed to get delayed a bit, and everyone's yeah. batteries were just, like, really, really yeah. lagging. <laughs> <laughs> because we are the kind of users that they bought it on day one mm -hmm. and we use them every day and so it's pretty much a given that they're all gonna die <laughs> around the same time real-time follow-up apple announced airpods pro on october 28th 2019 and released them on october 30th 2019 okay so it's late 2019 mm -hmm. i mean time is all you know blending together who knows okay so they will be updated in 2022 and they were released in 2019 so makes sense if airpods max to work years. on them hasn't started yet yeah they just came out well, that's the optimistic view and i choose to go with that yeah the original airpods were first released on september 7th 2016 which just seems to have seen amount of time ago second generation released in march of 2019 okay okay so that that's this good is all tracking i'm pleased we could put this uh all, all in perspective for us. <laughs> Good work, boys. It's time for the Bill of Rookies. Everybody, please stand. I'm standing. Good. I am now I'm standing. Okay. I'm going to stand too and read why. them. I'm all standing right. in my bedroom. No, don't do that unless you can move your microphone. Yeah, I'm good. I can't move it high enough. I'm going to sit back do, down. Do I have to put my, my hand on my heart? Like when yes. they're singing the national anthem? Yep. Okay. The Bill of Rookies. There are two types of rickies. Annual rickies. You, did, you didn't say when it was last amended. I feel like that's probably important. The Bill of Rickies, last amended on January 13th, 2021. 
Past results can be seen at rickies.co and rickies.net. There are two types of rickies, annual rickies and keynote rickies. The winner of the annual rickies is named annual chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account for the full year. This position is awarded every January. The keynote rickies winner is named the keynote chairman and I'm retains- sorry, I had to sit. I was getting tired. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sitting. Okay. It's more comfy. And retains the rights to And I've sat down now, too. (laughs) (laughs) I've particularly waited. (laughs) I knew knew it was going to do that. Well done. (laughs) The Keynote Rickies winner is named the Keynote Chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account until the next keynote is held. Annual winners roll over to preserve the order of picks. For example, the 2019 annual winner gets to go first for the next annual picks. Order of the keynote rookies is based on the previous Apple event. The loser goes last. To earn any points, everything written down in the prediction document must come true. No half points may be awarded in any round, and picks cannot be reused. One point is awarded for any pick deemed correct in the first two rounds. Two points will be awarded for the correct pick in the risky pick round. If your risky pick is wrong, you lose a point. The two other hosts must agree that your pick is, quote, risky. For keynote rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. The winner of the regular and risky picks must be granted access to the annual or event chairman <laughs> Twitter account and will retain access until another winner is named. The Flexies. Loser of the Flexies must compensate the winner of the Flexies by donating to the charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong Flexi made by the loser. In the case of a tie, the ratio of correct to incorrect Flexies will be taken into account. Each host must make a minimum of five Flexi picks. Flexies may be reused as future flexies or regular picks. The money must be donated on air. As a reminder, Mike is the current annual chairman, so he holds that title for a while longer, and Federico is the current keynote chairman. Twitter handles are on the line. Uh, We have been spending the last few days um, sending our Rickies backwards and forwards, Mm -hmm. agreeing upon... The riskiness. We've actually gotten pretty efficient now. Uh, yeah. We the way that it tends to go these days is we will all send multiples now of our Ricky picks via text yeah. message, and then there will be in a <laughs> an adjudication period of like one is Ricky, two needs additional information. <laughs> there's there's less screaming, but but there is still there has still been quite a lot of debating. Of <laughs> I think there was one thing. <laughs> I just kept saying to Stephen, no, this isn't enough. Uh, and I think he ended up <laughs> abandoning. <laughs> I just kept asking for more and n- I, I was not satiated. So I think he just threw it out the window. Imagine imagine reading those messages out of context, like, like glancing at the lock screen of somebody else and seeing the message, no, this is not Ricky enough. Like, <laughs> you what? must what? do more to make this adequately Ricky. What is what wrong with you? What would you think? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, really, what is it like to just listen into this podcast for the first time? Right. I you think know? you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the Bill of Rickies has been read. Very nicely, I might add. Very nicely. Well done. It is time to commence the Rickies. Straight after this break. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and to run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they've got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything you need to make a beautiful and modern website. You start with a professionally designed template and use drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products you have on sale, and so much more with just a few clicks. And all of their websites are optimized for mobile. Your content automatically adjusts, so it looks great on any device. You'll also get unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and and dependable resources to help you succeed. There's nothing to patch or upgrade. Their customer support is available 24-7 if you have any questions Let's you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and you have everything you need for SEO and email marketing to get your ideas out there. You can use Squarespace to turn your next big idea into a website. You can show your work with some incredible portfolio designs, publish a blog post, promote your business, announce upcoming events, and so much more. Absolutely love Squarespace. It is always my recommendation when someone asks what they should build their website on. Head to squarespace.com slash connected for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to go, use the offer code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain name. That's squarespace.com slash connected. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of Connected and all of Relay FM. So my first regular pick... In the next version of iPadOS, you can put widgets in more places out of the left column on the home screen. So I think we're all, um, we all agree that one of the surprises last year was the lack of widgets on the iPad home screen. Mm-hmm. And it really feels to me like that's one of the obvious features that have to be added to iPadOS 15. I think a lot of iPad users will be really upset if widgets are, widgets are still going to be limited to the left column on iPad. And so I, I try to phrase my pick very carefully by saying in the next version of iPadOS, you can put widgets in more places because I could see Apple doing something that we do not expect. Like, the obvious solution is, yeah, now you can drag them on the home screen and you can put them alongside icons, just like on the iPhone. But I tried to phrase it more as, as to make it as broad as possible because I could see Apple do something strange and unusual with the iPad home screen. Like, it's not a home screen anymore. It's more similar to the dashboard or whatever. So I just, we all know what I mean by you can drag them out of the left column. That's really what I want to see in iPadOS 15. I think it's an obvious feature to add. I could see Apple... This is all context, by the way, that I'm providing. It's not part of the pick. Um, I could see Apple do things like uh, additional sizes for yeah. iPad, uh, different shapes. Um, it, would be, it would be fun to have, I don't know, L-shaped widgets, because why not? 
more realistically, they will uh, take a, a, a more classic approach, you know, maybe some new sizes for iPad. But really, I just want to be able to drag them out of the left column, put them anywhere I want, except from the dock, I guess. You cannot put a widget in the dock. So to be clear, your pick just says, in the next version of iPad OS, you can put widgets in more places out of the left column. More places out of the left, yes. Okay. Okay. That's correct. I feel like if we get anything for the iPad this year, it's got to be this. Like, I expect, unlike a lot of features that Apple introduces in a version of iOS, um, I expect widgets to get updates on every platform this year. Yes, I agree. Right? It isn't one of those features where it's like, hey, we did this thing and maybe we'll come back to it in a couple of years' time. Because this is like one of the rare times where they've actually had a runaway success. Yeah. yeah. And so for them not to add more, when when it was obvious to us that they would need to add more anyway, right? Like last year we were saying, all right, I've done this and surely they're going to do different sizes and they're going to add some interactivity and they're going to put them on the iPad. So you would, we would have expected all of that anyway. And considering how successful they have been, you would expect that all of those things and maybe more will be done. This is like top priority for them at the moment, like top of the it list, I, I would assume. It should be. Like, yeah. you know, I, lo- I know people were super into the idea of like, oh, let's get some uh, custom icons and design themes and all that kind of stuff. But they are all only things that people were doing because of widgets. So as long as you make sure you're fulfilling like more on widgets, you'll be making enough people happy anyway. Right, like people weren't creating custom icons with shortcuts until widgets became a thing. Because well, we no, but were, not but on like on sure. mass, right? Like yeah, it did not yeah, become a mass market thing to do that. Nope, like not at uh, all. You know, people could only do it because it was possible. Like you were doing it, but it you were doing it because that's who you are, right? Like you found the way to make that work when people only wanted to change the icons of their home screens the way that they wanted to because they could set up their aesthetic AF widget environment, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, yeah. so for my first pick, I don't feel like I have to say that. I don't feel like this is needs to even really be said. Uh, this seems like such an obvious thing to me, but I want to go for it anyway because I know there's going to be some people that think that this is going to happen. There will be no preview of AR-focused hardware at WWDC. So this is a negative pick. Negative pick, yeah. Okay. A dispassionate pick. Can 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 negativity be passionate? I guess. Yeah, of course it can. You've literally described murder. <laughs> like, oh, that's the most negative. <laughs> anyway, so I've got a couple of things. One, I think it's early anyway, right? Mm, mm. Um, and the main thing for me is I just don't see why you would need to do it now. So one, I I feel very um, I feel very confident in this idea that. Apple will first show off this device when they can actually have people from the press try it on in an environment they control. Which, I mean, honestly, is probably not that far away in the US. Within the next couple of months, I'm sure Apple could provide a very limited press environment. Even if they don't do a like tech- typical event, right, where they bring a bunch of people in, they could at least bring like 15 to 20 people from the tech press to Apple Park 
and give them a hands-on after an event has been shown to the world. Because for this technology to have the introduction that they're looking for, they're going to want people to say, I have tried this and it blew me away. Like you, you, you wait until you get an opportunity to try this on, right? Which is what they've done with all of their technology. It's a tried and true method of introducing something for Apple. And so I feel like that seems to me like the logical thing to do. And then people say to me, but but what about developers? Right? As if developers can only work at one time of the year, right? Developers only work between June and September. Like it's an impossibility to assume that uh, an SDK could be released in October or at any other point in the year. Like Apple can release SDKs at any time, right? They could just be like, here is this hardware. It's coming out uh, sometime next year. And we have now made a selection of tools available for developers, right? Like, that doesn't. Not only at WWDC is that the only time. Like, it's not just at WWDC is the only time that can happen. It's not what they did with the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch wasn't first shown off at WWDC. It was shown off in like a September event, and it came out in March or something. Yeah, it was the iPhone six event. Yeah, then it came out in March, so you had like five months because they can. Then they get to just choose whatever way they want to do these things, and I actually think that there is a benefit into not releasing an SDK for this device at the same time they're doing everything else. So, I don't think it's happening now. I think they're going to want to devote serious time to it when they can really go through. They have like a one-hour event show, showing off this brand new incredible technology that they're producing. I don't think that it's going to be at this year's WWDC. Didn't I pick that we were going to see it at some point? Oh, I tried to sneak it in on the iPad. I We did this, and I gave you a mini version of what, <laughs> what I just said then. Yeah. So where are you then? Do you still do you think they're going to do it now if you thought they were going to do it in April? Well, my thing in April was a trick, that if they put AR something on the iPad, I was going to say I got the point. Remember? It was, it was a trick. So I don't know. I mean, I think your reasons are good, but... Uh, who knows? Can I clarify a few things here? <laughs> Is it a trick? <laughs> <laughs> so if they show off like a developer headset yeah. that is more VR or mixed reality, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what, you know, AR, VR, mixed reality, any of it. We can... All of those count. So n you're saying no hardware whatsoever for this kind of stuff. Correct. So that may be so needs to be not rewarded. Well, right. Just, all right. Because if no, because if they do a VR headset, you can say, "Well, I said AR, so yeah, you know, no, VR. no, no, that's fine." I, I, I knew what I meant, and I've put it in the document. Okay. No preview of AR, VR, MR focused hardware. Okay. I think it's okay. I just it's, I think it's too early, and I don't I don't know why they would need to do it next week. Not too early for VR. But Apple aren't going to do just a VR product. Wasn't there a rumor they were going to do that first? There was. Yes. No, they were going to do a mixed reality product. I said, I, I remember. No, no, it, it was an MR headset, which okay. people call it a VR headset, but the rumor is that it would be a mixed reality headset. So you could do both or whatever, like a headset, but it wasn't supposed to be VR or what. But even then, like, I don't think Apple is going to do, because the reason that I don't think they would do VR is because like, they're not going to do VR. Like, Apple's ambition is not to be a virtual reality company. No, right. yeah, that yeah. doesn't make any sense for them. So they're not going to be like, "Hey, we've created this 
entire virtual reality operating system. Like it doesn't make any sense for, for Apple, in my opinion. Like AR is where they want to go, and they're only going to do the mixed reality headset first, which would do a combination of AR and VR-like activities, because they've got to get this product out there into developers' hands, and they are years away from a product comfortable enough to wear on our faces and walk around in the street all the time. Additional question. What if they show off an accessory that turns your phone into a headset? I mean, if they do that, I I will happily lose the pick because Apple will come dorky. Okay. Like, if that's okay. what they do, if they make Google Cardboard, right? Or like... Right, whatever, you know, yes. Like, that that's kind of just, thing. That would just be stupid. Like, okay. Google tried that like three times and none of it worked. Okay. Okay, I'm just making sure that we're covering all the ground here. Okay. Yeah. That would be hardware that Apple would sell and it was focus would be... VR, I suppose. All right. I like how I like how much you need <laughs> to clarifying this. Yes. Very specific. Yes. All right. Steven, you're up. iPad OS 15 changes the home screen in a way that breaks continuity with the iPhone. I don't understand this, but I don't know what this means. I <laughs> Me neither. When, so, so earlier when I said about me asking Stephen for multiple levels of clarification, this was originally uh, a candidate for one of his Ricky picks, which is interesting to me that it's now made its way to a regular pick. And I feel like I could not get the answer I was looking for. So I'm pleased that we're having this conversation now. Maybe continuity is a is a bad word. Maybe we can come up with something better. Uh, because you could say that the iPad has already broken con- continuity with the iPhone because it's got a left column and the iPhone doesn't. And the iPhone broke continuity with the iPad I get the point. because you put widgets <laughs> wherever you want and app library. So I don't know what this means. Can you Can you try and explain what you're thinking rather than just trying to come up with a new word? So my thought is <laughs> the iPad acts basically like an iphone in terms of the home screen yes there's app library yes the widgets are in different places but it's a grid of icons and there's some widgets and there's okay. a search thing that's hidden that most people probably don't know about i think there's room for the ipad to go beyond just a grid of apps and hopefully if federico gets his point and i hope you do uh widgets in more places I would, and this actually comes, I think, I think you wrote about this in an iPad OS or iOS review years ago, maybe. Why can't I have things like a pinned folder or documents on the home screen of the iPad? Why can't I have things where I want them on the iPad home screen like I do the Mac? I'm not saying turn the home screen of the iPad into Finder. I'm not saying to turn it into the Mac desktop, but I, I think there's room for increased flexibility especially as people are using these things more and more like laptops. And Apple wants you to, right? They sell a very expensive keyboard and trackpad option. And a lot of people really like them. A lot of people, including me, my iPad never comes out of it. But when I wake it up, it's just this grid of apps. And it feels like such a wasted space. And I think that they they could push it further than the iPhone and continue to move them apart in this way. Okay. So what's your pick then? Because like my problem with this, Stephen, is that what if on the iPhone you can also put files and folders on the home screen? Yeah, then it hasn't. Then it's then I don't get it because they're the same. Mm. All right. So my, my so point really is to... the iPhone and iPad will diverge in the way it treats its home screen more than they have now. So the, oh, maybe a, a way to describe it is the iPad home screen changes with features that are not available on the iPhone's home screen. Yeah. Like it has to have things that you just cannot 
put on the iPhone mm-hmm. in iOS 15. So you could say brings organizational changes. iPadOS 15 brings organizational changes that do not exist to the home screen that do not exist on the iPhone. And then you need to put an additional bullet, which is this does not include widgets. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because if they if if Federico just gets his point and that's all they do, I don't get mine because then there's just continuity between the two. Because that is actually consistent with the iPhone if they do that. Yeah, Um, I'm saying the iPad's going to leapfrog the iPhone and go beyond what the iPhone is today. Okay. Uh, Basically, I'm trying to mitigate here a situation where you both score a point for the same thing because. That's technically not allowed. Okay, so I'm going to put as a note, not in part of the pick. No, I think I understand the spirit of Steven's pick, like something that is more like in a way sort of reminiscent of the Mac, but it's obviously not like the Mac, like yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. totally I different. I get it too, but right? it's not about whether we say we understand it now. It's right, whether no, we no. can all agree next week as it to whether... To be- codified in the in the document obviously so the note says widgets on home screen and app library don't count as they are on as they are on the iphone already yeah i mean i'm not saying that it's wrong but like i tell you the thing that i don't like right if uh if they announce the only thing that they announce is you can put widgets arbitrarily anywhere on the home screen you both get a point for that one thing no i don't because steven doesn't because that already exists on the iphone but it already exists on the But iPhone. what if you can just put widgets wherever you want and they don't snap to a grid? That would be new because the iPhone is forced into a grid. Hmm. But but what if the iPhone gets it too? Then I don't get it because then they're the same. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I can live with that. I still, I yeah. mean, it's still, I don't no, like it's, it. There's but... some dicing here we'll have to do. Hold but... on, hold yeah. on. iPadOS 15 brings organizational changes to the home screen that don't exist on the iPhone including iOS 15. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I meant to infer that, but yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to compare iPadOS 15 to iOS 14. <laughs> or iOS 7. But the original iPhone, you couldn't even move apps around, so I get a, I get a point. Mm. Okay, so the, right. final, the final reading, and I'll copy it in the Discord for people keeping score. iPadOS 15 brings organizational changes, organization changes, to the home screen that don't exist on the iPhone, including iOS 15. And then we have an internal note, widgets on home screen and app library don't count as they're on the iPhone already. Yeah. Okay. So it has to have new stuff. New stuff. That is iPad only. Yes. That, that's basically what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you for helping me clarify that. I, I, I see now that my original language was not clear enough. Round two. Okay. So as you can start to infer by now, I'm going all in on widgets. Um, mm-hmm. So my second prediction is... WidgetKit, which is the developer framework to make widgets, gains new interactivity features that allow you to perform actions inside widgets without launching the associated app. This is the big limitation of iOS Perfectly clear. 14, right? That every time you tap on a widget, it's not really interactive, it launches something. Yeah. Basically, widgets right now are glorified URL launchers. Mm -hmm. And that would explain why we haven't seen widgets from Apple such as playback controls 
on the home screen or HomeKit widgets home, that let yeah. you, you know, turn off the lights and. Well, that kind of stuff. I mean, they could do whatever they wanted because they didn't care about shortcuts. Right, but I think <laughs> sure. But I think if Apple wanted to do these widgets, they would probably wait for proper interactions within widgets on the home screen. So, for this to be true, for this pick to be correct, uh, I mean, obviously, um, Apple would have documentation for developers to make these kinds of widgets. Or they will, and I think they will uh, show off some built-in examples of these widgets. Uh, now, my pick says WidgetKit gains new interactivity features. So this has to be uh, by WidgetKit, I mean the developer framework. So even if, if they change the name of WidgetKit from WidgetKit to something else, like I, I obviously still get the point. Mm -hmm. The idea is that as developers, you can now make widgets that support actions and don't launch yeah. stuff necessarily. Like if, and, and what's also important here, I like that you stipulated this actually, is if Apple just introduce a bunch of widgets that you can press buttons in, this isn't mm -mm. the point for you because it's not no. in the widget kit. No. I think cool. this will be like, this will be the one, of, should be one of the key additions to widgets for everybody this year that you can have glanceable widgets, sure, and all of that stuff from last year, but also now you can perform actions directly on the home screen without launching apps all the time. So as you can imagine, stuff like timery, like, uh, you know, uh, home widgets, um, music players, right? All that kind of stuff should be possible in theory if this pick is correct. Very nice. I would love it. Me too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's easy to imagine what this is because that's what we had, right? Like you used to be able to check mm -hmm. things off a to-do list in a widget. And it's, it just seems inevitable to me that they will bring that back because what we have now is great. And I love having them on the home screen, but it's disappointing when you go to interact with them and you realize, oh, right, this is just one big dumb button. So I'll ask you a question. Obviously, Apple did announce that the um, old style widget would be deprecated. And then they kind of hid them a little bit as well and made them not as easy to get to. They didn't announce when they would disappear. Do you think that the deprecation of the old widget type would make it any more likely that Apple would add interactivity? Or do you think that they kind well, of... Well, do you, do you want to wait for the risky picks or not? I'm mm. asking this question specifically around not talking about your I think the two things you just mentioned are related. So yes. you would imagine that they they if they were going to deprecate the old style widget they would want to replace the basic functionality of it. Well, the old style widgets are already deprecated and they have been since last year. The question is will they remove those? Actually remove those? Yeah. Deprecation eventually results in something being taken away, but that isn't a that is a flexible time frame. Like there isn't like a set amount of time that right. once something's deprecated, it is removed in X amount of software versions afterwards. Right. Because I just wonder if like I, I don't my feelings. I don't really feel like one has to happen for the other to happen. Like I feel like Apple. I could imagine Apple deprecating the old and removing the old and not replacing them with interactive widgets. Like I could also imagine that as easily as I could imagine them do, as doing it. I, I feel like though, this would be a 
totally Apple thing to do. Like you introduce Widget Kit version one the previous year, and it's based on glanceability and previews. Doesn't have interactions. You keep the old widgets around if you want to use them. However, you cannot place them on the home screen. And you say, look, these widgets are deprecated and they will be removed in the future. The following year, you had a year to see the response to widgets. You can tell that people are really happy about widgets and they want more out of them. So you introduce support for interactions in widgets. And while you're at it, you say, well, now those widgets we said they're deprecated, now you cannot install those anymore. Um, and there's no need to, because now if you're a developer, you have a much better way to make interactive widgets that you can also place anywhere on the home screen. I could see Apple do that. And we're going to talk about more about these in a few minutes. But yeah. Uh, shortcuts for the Mac is my pick. So uh, I have a question about this. You're saying the shortcuts application or are you saying something like for instance shortcuts actions and apps can be used to something like automator no like shortcuts it's shortcuts app for the mac that would be bananas to do that no like they're gonna bring they're gonna do it shortcuts for the mac like i think it's gonna happen at some point and i want it to be now so i'm wishing it into existence shortcuts for the mac so shortcut shortcuts for the Mac. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Like it's just the shortcuts app on the Mac. That's all you want to see. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I want to see lots of things. You know, like there's lots of ways that I would want it to work. But for this year, all I want them to do is to create a version of it that works on the Mac. And maybe if you use Catalyst apps. Mm -hmm. Those are really easy to make shortcuts actions for. And maybe they give tools to developers of more traditional Mac apps mm -hmm. for them to to like offer up shortcuts to the system. I just want to see this project start because it feels like it is already a little bit overdue. And I mean, it's not like any of Apple's other user automation systems are getting any love. Clearly, they feel this was important enough to put into their most popular operating system. Uh, they should put it into the Mac as well. Like I, At this point, I don't really know why you wouldn't do this. You know, even if you just created it so you could do simple things like automating system actions, like that would be great. But yeah, I really miss shortcuts on the Mac uh, than from my iPad and my iPhone. And it's too frequently. I feel like I have to pick up my iPhone to run a shortcut when I'm sitting at my Mac. And so I want to have it. I want to have shortcuts for the Mac. So I'm putting my passion where my picks are. I agree. I agree. I, I will love this. So, yeah. I hope you get it. I think you'll get it also. Steven. Yes. Another negative pick in this rookies. And also very confusing. And also, are you sure about this? <laughs> no word on an Apple Silicon Mac Pro. Can I lift the curtain a little bit? Oof. Yeah, I'm dressed. One of Steven's Ricky picks that he sent to us for, condition, for consideration was Apple gives a launch date for <laughs> the Apple Silicon Mac Pro. What changed yeah. in, in 24 hours for you? You went from they not only are they going to show it off, they're going to tell us exactly when it's coming to nah, nothing at all. What changed? A couple things. 
Are you cheating here? No. Yeah, you... I don't know anything. Mm. A couple things, mm. though. There's a rumor out today that the MacBook Pros with the new screen technology are in Q3. That makes me wonder if we're going to see any hardware at all at WBDC. Q3 is like four weeks away. <laughs> yeah, but Q3 is also two or three and a half months away because Apple ships things at the end of things. I just, I don't think it's ready. I just don't think that the more I think about it, they've got MacBook Pros to do, potentially a higher-end Mac Mini, a big iMac. It just feels like it's too soon. But who suggests what order things need to be released in? The Mac Pro is always last. Why? Because it's the most powerful. And it's the most, and it's the most, it's the most niche product they have in the Mac line. And so get the stuff that's actually going to sell in real numbers done first and do the Mac Pro last. It was last in the Intel transition. It went 19 years without an update. And now yeah, here but we are. The iMac was first in the Intel transition. There's also the... And it wasn't first in the Apple Silicon transition. There's Well, it got it a redesign. Like third, fourth. It got a redesign, which made it later. And the rumor is the Mac Pro is getting a redesign again. And there's also a rumor floating around that there's possibly an Intel update coming to the Mac Pro before the Apple Silicon one is out. So the more I thought about it, the more I think it's not it's not for next week. I've never seen such a huge reversal. Well, it was really, I mean, really kind okay, of incredible. Look, look, here's what happened. The, <laughs> when I said we're going to get a date, that was my heart speaking. Right. And now my head has come in. I said, look, uh-huh. heart. What's wrong with you? You're foolish. You're fool. You fool. You foolish heart fool man. And so that's where we are. No word on the Mac Pro. I think we're getting a teaser. So we'll see how that goes. No word. On, well, no, no. Read my pick. No word on an Apple Silicon Mac Pro. If there's an Intel update. Yeah. Different. Oh, yeah. No, I why, know. Well, I think we're getting a teaser you show for off, the... Why would you show off the Intel update spec bump to the Mac Pro? No, they won't. I think if they, I, th- I think if they do update the Intel Mac Pro, it'll be silent. It'll just be like, yeah. you go, to, someone goes to the config page one oh, day, yeah. and nine to five Mac is like, look, there's a new processor option, and yeah, that's you know, all you know how these things go. You know, I could also um, imagine them uh, whenever they announce the Apple Silicon Mac Pro, just like as a footnote at the end of their presentation, be like, and we're also update, like you know, when they show off the price. And we're also updating the uh, Intel's Apple Silicon Mac Pro. It's at the very, it's at the very end of the show, like the Ted Lasso <laughs> shortbread recipe. It's, <laughs> it's only cut it's off. half of the configuration. <laughs> the new, uh, the, the there's also a Mac Pro updated with the new Intel, and then it's just cut off. Okay, with those old chips, I'd say. So that's it for the regular picks. Mm-hmm. Have we been light on passion? No, I think that's. So I think that's what we do for the regular picks. I feel um, like they've. I don't think that we've picked run of the mill things. I'm pretty happy with them. Uh, we got specific. I think especially, the amount of time it's taken us to clarify some of these. Yeah, especially you, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> what's yeah with the first would suggest one? Some, some like fever dream like and the AR VR MR also like that was pretty specific. Um, no, have we been accused of this passion? I would say if there was a passion scale, Federico, you would be at the bottom of it so far. But that's how... Maybe... I'm, I'm very confident you'll make up for it later on, but... Mm-hmm. That's how I win. That's how I win these games. 
and also I'm saving well, a surprise let me, let, for hang the on end. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. It's how you win until you lose, and when you lose, you then say there was no passion from anybody else. So that's your interpretation. Passion. Of passion is events. fungible for you. Yes. Sometimes. Fungible passion picks. FFPs. Also, I think I will make up for my uh, safe regular picks. I mean, they're regular picks because they're supposed to be safe. Like, you're supposed to get the point. I think I'll make up for it in the risky pick because I have a, a very strong opinions about it. And also, I'm saving a surprise for the flexes. Like, something that you've never, ever seen on this program before. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. You should be able to rely on your computer. It should be in good enough shape to get you to your goals. It should be fast and organized and make working with it a dream. But that's not always the case. If you're a Mac user, you should check out Clean My Mac X from our friends over at MacPaw, who are diligent Mac developers, many in the Mac community trust. Clean My Mac X is an ideal decluttering app for the Mac. It includes 49 tools to find and delete invisible computer junk. It helps tune up the Mac so it runs at maximum speed. It also organizes disk space, showing you large hidden folders that may be taking up uh, precious megabytes you didn't know about, or terabytes if you're me. Plus, you can free up tons of space so your Mac never runs into issues with storage, and it fights Mac-specific malware and adware and protects your computer. Clean My Mac X is notarized by Apple, so you know it's been checked for security by Apple. And it really stands out in design. It is beautiful. It makes such a difference when an app is enjoyable to use. You'll always be discovering new ways to optimize your Mac. So get Clean My Mac X today with 5% off at macpaw.app connected. This discount is valid for two weeks. So go now to macpaw.app connected for 5% off. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for their support of the show and Relay FM. Time for the Rickies. I'm going to read the per- the pick first, and then we can talk about it. The Today page is removed from the left side of the home screen in iOS 15. Legacy widgets are completely removed from the system. So we were talking about this a few minutes ago. This is a double pick, if you think about it. Okay, so let me explain. The Today page only exists in iOS on the iPhone, right? It's what you see when you swipe um, to the right. So it sits on the left side of the first page of your home screen. It's the page that contains all the widgets and the search bar on on iPhone. That page also contains, it's very hidden, you gotta go look for it. It contains legacy widgets from Mm -hmm. iOS 13. As I was saying a few minutes ago, I really feel like Apple kept those legacy widgets around because uh, WidgetKit last year, the new widget framework in iOS 14, couldn't support interactions. And so a lot of widgets that were possible thanks to the older framework couldn't be rebuilt with WidgetKit. Now, a lot of developers adapted, of course, but a lot of widgets that were possible before just could no longer exist, such as pcalc, for example. Like the pcalc widget, which was an actual calculator inside of a widget, it's just not possible with WidgetKit. And so my theory is that Apple kept those legacy widgets around for compatibility purposes, waiting until WidgetKit, the new framework, could support interactions. 
And so if you had to keep those widgets around and you couldn't drag them on other pages of the home screen, it was only logical that you were forced to keep the today page around, right? But as I wrote in my iOS review last year, there's something quite strange about the layout of the home screen right now in iOS, which is Apple made a big deal out of this new feature called the App Library. And it's pretty nice. It's not perfect, but it's pretty nice. And yet that major new feature, you have to scroll all the pages of your home screen to get to it. It's at the very end on the right side. I don't think that really makes sense. I think the app library belongs to the first page on the left side of your home screen. The app library belongs to where the today page is today. No, I want I want swipe up. Like on Android? Yeah, you want the Android launcher. So my theory is that Apple wanted to do that last year, but they couldn't because they had to keep legacy widgets around. So what I, I what I want to see, what I could see Apple do in iOS 15 is, okay, we're launching Widget Kit and it supports Interact. It's like a cascade type of approach, like we're launching Widget Kit 2.0 and it supports interactions. Therefore, developers of those older widgets can now use the new system to make interactive widgets that you can also put anywhere. Therefore, we can get rid of those legacy widgets. But if we're getting rid of those legacy widgets, is there really any reason to keep the today page around? If any page can be your widget page, we already have a way to open search from the home screen on iPhone by swiping down. I really don't see why the today page should stick around now and if we're going to have widgets anywhere that support interactions. I would be sad because I like having a infinite scrolling page where I can just put as many widgets as I want in that I can just access all the time. I, I like it. That's the counter argument. Like, uh, Sure. I have no problem with them getting rid of the old widgets. I don't use any of them anymore. Um, but I would be... I would be bummed out if they got rid of that view to be honest because otherwise like i would just like scroll 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 through i like through home screen pages all the time and I, yeah i wouldn't like that i want to point out something in my pick i say the today page is removed from the left side of the home screen i wanted to be, i wanted to clarify this because if they keep it on the lock screen i still get the point However, I still believe the legacy widgets will be completely removed anywhere, like from the entire system. So both have to happen for you to get this. Yes. You yep. really are all in a widgets this time. And I'm, I'm, I'm a man of passion. Man, so you could really, you could really bomb out here, could, buddy. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, I, the iOS portion starts, and it's like, people have really loved widgets this year, so we're gonna give you additional sizes. All right, let's move on, and they're very uh-huh. It's just over. Yeah, like, <laughs> done. Yeah, because you just want the one thing you didn't pick. Mm-hmm. Well, it could right? be a flexi. <laughs> we don't know yet. Yeah. Right, but still, that's that's still Federico out of the game. Yeah. That'd be incredible. No one has anyone scored. Uh, I guess people have scored zero before. Yeah, I don't think so. But I feel pretty confident about this. I feel. I feel confident about at least two of them. Mm-hmm. Your your Ricky. It's too complicated for your own good. Yeah. No, Why is it I, too I just I, 
I don't know if I don't know why they would get rid of the today page. For, like I I understand what you're saying, but I don't feel like this is a surefire thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you believe too, right? I'm sure you don't believe this 100. No, this is going no. To I happen, mean, it's right? it wouldn't be risky. Uh, yeah, I just exactly. want to I just want to clarify because we're saying the today page is removed now. What if it's still called today, but it's something else completely? Like, what if it's called today, but it's actually the app library? Like, what are the ways that this pick could potentially be, you know, lead to an argument between us? Um, well, I think, I think, I think an easier way to to score this is just to say that uh, there isn't a page left of the home screen where you can put widgets, and also legacy widgets are completely removed from the system. So legacy widgets have to be removed, and that's yeah. easy to understand. Like the yep. the old widgets with the grid, with the translucent background, those are gone, mm-hmm. right? The today page is removed from the left side. Now, what if there's still a page on the left, but it's the app library? I get the point, right? Yeah. Okay. So on the left side there's no longer a page that is just for widgets. Correct. Put okay. that. Because they could they could do loads of things and call it today. Exactly. Like what if they re- like what if but what if they relaunch it, they call it today, but it's like Siri predictions and search and if you want you can put widgets. Like how does that qualify? Like what if it becomes the pro what if it becomes the proactive page? I've changed your pick. Okay. Legacy widgets are completely removed from the system and there is no longer a place to put widgets to the left of the main home screen. Okay. Fe- good Federico? Yeah. Yeah. Great. The Discord has said that Federico, you got a minus one point on the annual twenty twenty picks. Yeah, it seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not zero. That's a real bloodbath. <laughs> Yeah. Zero is yeah, zero, what we think of as zero is minus one, right? Because yeah. minus one is you got nothing correct. And right. Then you end up with mm-hmm. minus one. To get a zero, there are many ways to get a zero. Yeah. Whew, that's oh, rough. How man. Confusing. How beautifully confusing. Okay. Mike, hit us with your Ricky pick. Apple makes changes to the rules on in-app purchases, removing restrictions on linking to external websites for account creation, etc. Now, mm. I may need some massaging of the wording here, like mm-hmm. to, to for it to like. But I think you know what I'm what I'm saying. But I'm just going to say it uh, again in case we want to change some stuff up. So, I think that the thing that they're going to change is when you go to say you open up the Netflix app for the first time, and it says sign in that currently there's nowhere that Netflix can even put a link for you to go out and sign up. That's what I think they're going to bring back, at least. The ability for a developer to put a link to account creation on it back in their applications. Okay. Um, so when you say makes changes to rules... Mm-hmm. It has to be like an official thing. Like they have to say yes, it. Yes, we have or... to be able to know. Like, I mean, where I actually expect this to be found out is uh, when the they update developer developers agreement. Guide, guidelines yeah. or agreement. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I don't think this will be in the keynote. I don't even think it will be in the State of the Union. Right. They may talk about it, but and I think they probably would talk about it, but the key place that we'll find out about it is there. Yeah. Like how last year, remember we there was like a th- big thing about like, oh... Uh, I actually think it came before WWDC, which could end up being a problem for me. But yes. about how you could, they were doing some like rule changey stuff. So this could be one of those things where I'm right, but I'm burned by. Uh, honestly, I forgot the rule. I thought the rule. I'm still sticking with my pick. I was uh, a little bit upset earlier during the reading of the rules. In my memory, uh, picking began when the episode between episodes. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, I'm sticking with this. You know they're going to announce it on Friday, and you won't get it. <laughs> but then I'll still take the I'll take the moral victory that I was right, but I just won't get any points. The moral victory doesn't get you a Twitter account, my friend. Mm-hmm. I already got one. <sighs> How many does a boy need? Oh my god, Jason, Jason of Wikipedia has said I was the person that made the rule this way. And I stand by it. It's a good rule because you know, I, I actually think that for for doing this, it makes the most sense for the for the grading to begin from keynote and a uh, keynote start to when mm-hmm. we record. I think that's the best way for this rule mm. to be. But I still think uh, I basically my thinking on this pick is they're going to have to make this change at some point. <laughs> Why not just do it now? Yeah, do it before a judge makes you do it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like you've been light on passion. And I've got... I just I just had a double Ricky in a single... Come on. And okay. I have a dump truck full of passion I'm getting ready to back up to your door. I don't even... I don't think this is passion, but you've got... This is not passion. It. This is being foolish with your Ricky. This is, this is just... Yeah. This I, is I, just... I, Throwing away the point. Yep. Federico, I'm, I'm doing this for you. I know and I appreciate it, but you don't have to. That's where the passion <laughs> is. Is there some kind of like maximum limit of accounts that you can be signed into the Twitter app or something that you've met and so you don't want another one? So you're like purposefully torpedoing <laughs> your chances at winning the rookies this year? Apple unveils a new high-end audio product. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I would love it. Why would you do this to yourself? Were you inspired by the iPod Touch conversation? I was inspired by the DAC conversation. Oh, really? And I think that Apple wants people to enjoy music. And what better way to do it than sell a $399 DAC that you can plug into your iPhone? Wait, what? You think they're <laughs> going to sell a standalone <laughs> DAC? <laughs> And that's one of the many possibilities. <laughs> oh you really God. think they would make that product? Yeah. It's a high-end, expensive product that makes their services more From better. the company that brought you the HomePod. <laughs> but why wouldn't they just make Federico's iPod? Why would they make a DAC? Because then you can use it with your phone, and it can be way more than an iPod Touch. Well, it can be just a DAC. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can just... <laughs> No, Steven, man. Are you okay? <laughs> no one in the Discord <laughs> likes this pick. Because it's bad. No, That's okay. why. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. They could... What if... Okay. What if they unveil a new HomePod? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You would get that. But they're not going to do that either. They're not going to do any but, of these So here's my, here's my problem. Here's my problem with this pick. How are, can we make sure that it meets the threshold for high-end? Okay, so here's what I'll ask. Uh, original HomePod, was that high-end? Yes. I would think so. Right, so it's, you don't, uh, all right, Federico, 
I, I said I would think so. Yes, oh, I think I so. You said yes. I don't think so. We're going to have to have a conversation. <laughs> no, right. no. So it has to start at the price the HomePod started at, which was what three nine nine. Yeah, but it's a price base. I mean, what if they make a DAC and it's a hundred dollars? A DAC's high end. Then that's not high end. No, I think a DAC is. Normal people don't have DACs. High end audio. See? No, uh. no, that no. Just saying, normal <laughs> people don't have it doesn't equate to high end. Apple unveils an. A <laughs> oh, this is going places. <laughs> what if what if we give you both? Get get you a pick that can do both. It's either, a new audio product. It's it's a DAC of any price or anything else over three hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. What if what if it's an audio only device? Audio only pro like. It's a speaker, no, a deck, no, no, headphones. No, 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 no. Because no, I'm not letting him get away with AirPods, <sighs> right? And then you get to the no. question of, is like the inclusion of Siri make it an audio-only product? What no, is a I think we go with it's either over $399 or it's a standalone deck. I want standalone deck put down in the document of record I think it should... because it is such a bananas thing that you have dared to utter on if this show. that's what inspired Stephen, it should be in the pick. Can I do it as a note, not in the pick? No, because we had to, we, we were trying to define what is high end, right? As defined by a price, I'm just going for it <laughs> over three ninety nine, or it's and a DAC. People complained about my pick being long. <laughs> standalone DAC, standalone DAC is the important it has part. To be, it has to be stand. Well, but okay, yeah, it's standalone. Oh try. my God, Stephen! Remember, what you mocked me. About an Apple Silicon desktop computer. Yeah, but that wasn't outside of the realm of possibility. We all knew it was going to happen. We just thought it was too early. If Steven wins this game with, and I just want to repeat these picks, iPadOS 15 brings organizational changes to the home screen that don't exist on the iPhone, including iOS 15, and no word on an Apple Silicon Mac Pro, and Apple unveils a new high-end audio product as defined by a price over $399, or it's a standalone deck, I am going to quit this show. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was going to say the same thing, so it's, uh, everything's on the line for you here, Stephen. Like, <laughs> mad respect, Stephen, like, but... That's it. We can't get we can't get any more than that. We're done. I, I, look, I mean, if you lose the game, we told you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an awesome... Yeah, we tried to warn you. <laughs> but if you win the game with this big, it means I, I don't understand Apple anymore. <laughs> None of us here do, so... Apple unveils a new high-end audio product as defined by a price of or <laughs> wait by a price of or over three ninety nine because the Discord asks what if it costs three ninety nine ah of or over sure three ninety nine or it's a standalone deck it's <laughs> a terrible sentence you know what's going to happen to me <sighs> I'm not going to get it now <laughs> but they'll release a deck at the iPhone event. In the fall. No, they won't, Stephen. They're never going to do that. No, the iPhone will have a new built-in DAC. That, that's yeah, it. that's very likely. That, right? <laughs> but Apple's not going to release a standalone DAC. We'll see. They won't do this. We'll see. They'll release an iPod Touch with a good DAC in it. Like It just... This is madness. I, I love it. I love it. Imagine the, the deck that I have, but made by Apple. I just, I just, uh, I love you know, I'm, as I'm saying this now, I'm like, you see the wisdom in it. 
No, I'm I'm realizing this horrible situation where they're like, hey, we've released a new cable for the AirPods Max. It has a DAC in it. And it costs $25 and it has a DAC inside. Oh my, oh my. And he gets the point. I get the point. <laughs> All right, hang on. Nope, no, hang no, on. no, we're done. Time to move on. No, he gets no, no, the no, point. No, 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 Hang on, hang on. It's hang a standalone DAC and he gets the How point. How is DAC, def- like, do they have to say it's that? It's a g- digital to analog converter. We know what a DAC le- is. Yeah. Without the DAC part, I feel like I just need to double back on this a second because we're very DAC focused now. Yeah. Apple unveils a new high-end audio product at $399 or over is also a just really wild pick Mm because they're not going to do that next week, (laughs) right? Like they just got rid of the HomePod. Like just... I told you, a dump truck what? full of passion. This, this, I don't think it's passion. This pick is a fake out in its first part. The real trick to this pick is the standalone DAC. No, it's not a trick. No, I will not allow for this conversation to have changed my mind on this. They are totally going to do the $20 DAC that it's a cable. They are totally going to do that. And no, 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 no. Actually, you know I'm thinking about it? They would have done that already. They wouldn't wait for WWDC to release that cable. They would have done it last week. But what if it requires IO? No, they cannot do that, though. It doesn't make sense to announce. They would have said, we've got this DAC coming. Mm. Like here, and, and when Apple Music Glossless rolls out, you'll be able to buy this cable for your AirPods Max. They would have dealt with that already if that was the thing that they were releasing. Not going to wait for WWDC to release an AirPods Max cable. This is an incredible pick. I love it. Bravo to you. It could go so wrong in so many different ways. What is it? You're like thinking different over there. Yeah. I got real uh, galaxy brain. Here's to the Hackett ones. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break and then we'll get into the flexies. This episode of Connected is brought to you by StoryWorth. If there's ever been a year to make the dads in your life feel loved and appreciated on Father's Day, it's this one. Yep, A lot of us haven't gotten to see... A lot of our parents and family this year, and it's been tough. That's why you should consider a heartfelt, sentimental gift the whole family can cherish together forever. StoryWorth. It's an online service that helps your dad, grandfather, father-in-law, and every father figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person. Every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a different story prompt, questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's a favorite story about your father? What things are you proudest of in your life? And on and on. It's actually my favorite thing about StoryWorth. I went through it a few years ago, and it's questions I would never think to ask. They've helped numerous families learn. StoryWorth has helped numerous families learn about each other in special ways. There's no shortage of surprises when reading the weekly stories, and they make your family feel closer, even if you're not together. After a year, StoryWorth will compile all your dad's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this Father's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com connected, and you'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com connected for $10 off. Our thanks to StoryWorth for the support of the show and RelayFM. You know how... Some people are comfortable living with the status quo, 
with the with the current rules. You know, just living in a society with rules that everybody knows and accepts and respects, right? Well, I am not that kind of person. No. And for that reason, today, for the first time on this show, I will pick 10 flexes. (laughs) (laughs) I opened the document and I saw this and I just closed Google Docs and walked away. (laughs) What are you doing? I am putting my money and my reputation on the line by saying that I'm going to do 10 flexes and I feel very good about at least uh, seven of them. (laughs) (laughs) Which is bad. That's bad. If you only got 70%, that's bad for you, right? You understand that's like like getting three. But where, where would the passion be? You know, the ups and downs of getting a flexi right and then another wrong, and then three more right, and so forth, until you yeah, reach yeah, 10. Yeah, no, all of that, but you said you're staking your reputation on this. Right. Like, and if you only got 70%, like... Look, and people will say, he lost, if I get... Uh, you're like Icarus. If he, he lost $75 doing what he loved, which is being <laughs> bold or connected. Okay. <laughs> That's what they'll say. The great thing about this is people have already forgotten about my risky pick. <laughs> this is now the focus. Nah, Steven? Yes? Federico could roll up with 75 flexes. No one's forgetting the deck. <laughs> right? No one's going to forget that. That is going to be infamous. <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> 10 flexes, let's do it. Number one, the weather app comes to iPad. Uh, how is it... Is that still still the case that we don't have a weather app on the iPad? Especially since they own Dark Sky. Just throw that on there. And they have weather widgets and weather actions on iPad, but the invisible but no app. app there's, there's an invisible weather app on iPad <laughs> that you cannot see. But it's there. It's just, it doesn't have a UI. So, weather app in iPadOS 15. Uh, number two, the files app gets new features. Literally anything could work here. <laughs> Just update the files app, please. Like, uh, no, they give the files app new features every year. They just don't ship. Yeah, they announce lots of new things. They announce, look, they announce, uh, hence why I'm picking that. I'm pretty sure they will announce them. But <laughs> What if they announce, remember pinned files? Uh, we got them this year. That's it's not a new, a new feature. feature. It's a new feature because it was never shipped. It was never shipped. Mm. And two generations of iOS have passed. Therefore, the statute of limitations has lived. I don't know. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't mind actually creating a statute of limitations for the rookies. No, they can't be reused. Well, unless we created a statute of limitations. Mm. Oh, oh, Becky, that's a terrible. (laughs) Do you see what Becky wrote in Discord? If Steven gets his risky pick, he should change his Twitter name to Dak Daddy for like a week. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> You're the Dak <duck> Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll just start calling you that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect that I could have been the Dak Daddy, uh, but Steven will be instead. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and you're just like, I don't know, like Dak's son or something. <laughs> what do you know? Son of Dak. <laughs> All right, what's your third flexi? Uh, can I be a Lil Dak? Lil Dak. Lil Dacky. Lil Dak. 
<laughs> Dak Daddy and Lil Dacky are getting ready for your um, debut album. <laughs> Dak Daddy. Dak Daddy featuring Lil Dak. <laughs> seven more to go or whatever just <laughs> it's <laughs> strapping we're just getting started yeah. here a normal person would start yeah nope no that's not even true they would start <laughs> at five um <laughs> number three shortcuts gets new files actions so i'm thinking there will be some new uh, integrations with the files app in shortcuts Ideally, you should be able to access any locations. But again, same as above, I would be happy with any new file-related action. So that's number three. Number four, this is a flexi because I think I couldn't reuse it as a regular pick from that's last right. time. So number four, better external, uh, external display support on iPad. We talked about this last month. We all know what it is. Uh, just let us use iPadOS with an external display with more features than, you know, mirroring that we have now. Number five, I hinted at this before. iOS and iPadOS 15 risk get native HomeKit widgets. Um, the Home app is one of the few built-in apps that don't offer a widget. At all, or widgets at all in iOS. I thought I thought about this, and I, I wanted to ask you about it. Yeah, I mean, a it's tied up in your widgets should have buttons that work, right? Yes. Uh, but also, do you think that it being all in Control Center is like a like a release valve for this feature? Maybe, but I think it's also like Control Center is already quite sucks. Cru- yeah, it's not great. It's crowded and it limits you in terms of how much UI you can design for a control center toggle. Sure, you can open the full-on home view in control center, but at that point, wouldn't it be easier to just have a widget on the home screen that toggles on and off your lights with one tap and it would make for a perfect demo of the new widget kit? So yeah, that, that's a counter argument for sure though. Like you can you can have those controls in in Control Center, and you can use Siri. Why make a widget? But that argument could also go for a bunch of other features, right? Um, And they still made widgets for them. So, Number six, the passwords feature of settings, also known as the keychain, becomes a standalone app. I've been... I've been thinking this for the past few years. I pretty, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this very specific wish in all of my iOS reviews now. That feature of settings, the passwords feature, is one of the one of some of Apple's best work in settings, and you know it's a cross collaboration of the uh, authentication teams and Safari teams at Apple. Um, it's really well done, and I could and I think this should be its own thing. It does. A, there's, there are a lot of features that are included in that page. And I think as soon as Apple gets, you know, um, adds support for one-time authentication codes, for example, for two-factor authentication, if passwords can do that, it should totally become a standalone app. It already is a standalone password manager. It's just a little weird that it's built into settings. Yeah, so it's a pain to find. Like it's a pain to find. It should be like it, it, the 
making it as an actual app on the home screen would also expose a lot more people to what it can do and therefore could push a lot more people to create strong and secure passwords and realize, oh, the system actually does this for me, and they're also easier to find. Otherwise, you have to navigate in settings, and you got to scroll to find it. It's why? Just make it a standalone app. I mean, you made apps for, you know, clips and, you know, whatever, and measure. <laughs> I mean, is measure more important than passwords? I don't know. Um, number seven, Apple updates the Listen Now page of the music app. Now, set aside the fact that I switched to Spotify months ago, <laughs> I really don't think the Listen Now page that we got in iOS 14 is good. No. The information density compared, I mean, let's all face it, compared to Spotify, which is Apple's biggest competitor here, it's it's not good. Like uh, you you open the main Spotify homepage and you can see a lot of things at once, and they're pretty easy to interact with. You have your recent uh, activity, you have your featured items, you have albums, you have podcasts. Now, I don't think Apple will uh, do the podcast music integration that Spotify does, but the Listen Now page, man. I mean, come on. There's just like you open the page and on an iPhone 12 Pro Max, it shows you like three things. Because everything is so bl so big and spaced out. They've been leaving room for an ad for the DAC. Sure, sure. That will, there will be a banner to get you a 10% uh, off discount on the DAC. Um, I think they will do something here. I, I don't think it's a, it's a great starting page for Apple Music. It's too clunky to use. And it's kind of boring. You know, it's, it doesn't do anything special. And I feel like he could use a bit of an update. Number eight, iOS 15 drops support for the iPhone 6S. Yeah. It's about time, mm -hmm. right? That phone is old. Let's get rid of it. And it's got a great, uh, great uh, sort of a end conclusion with iOS 14. But the next version will be iPhone 7 and up only. Number nine, and I'm almost done. <laughs> the next version of iOS. Let you lets you change icons for apps natively without shortcuts or using custom profiles. Why wasn't this a pick for you? I don't know because I felt like it was a more it was a, it was a whole story. You know, all my picks are widget based. I don't know. It felt like more of a thing to do okay. what I did. And yeah, really, what they should do, like people will probably overthink this. I'm gonna offer you the solution here right now long press on the icon on the home screen, there's a new quick action that says change icon. And you pick the file you want to use, and that's it. Mm, that's good. That's all it is. No settings, no weird screen. I mean, they could do the screen. I mean, if you want to do a full-on like, UI customization screen, great, do it. But otherwise, just do the quick action and let me pick the icon that I want to use. It's... It's one of those things where people know uh, Apple knows how people have been using iOS. They see at the top of the charts, right, all these apps that install custom profiles for you. And those profiles, you know, most of them are harmless. But if you're not careful, those profiles could do other things on your phone, right? And I, I don't think Apple loves the idea. And also, if people really love customization, why force them to do the shortcut, right? That's more of a workaround. It's a clever workaround to do a custom shortcut just for the custom icon. So just let them let people change icons natively. And finally, number 10, also about shortcuts, 
there's a new way to turn off the confirmation banners in the Shortcuts app. You know what I'm talking about, that little rectangle that pops down with the check mark. Every single time you run a shortcut, you get the confirmation banner that says, good job, you just ran a shortcut. Like, please let me turn it off. And I think iOS 14 will have a way to turn it off. And that's it, 10 flexes. Just well done. But there's, there's, do, do you see, do you see the poetry to these flexes? Like, how did, you, like, remember it was like 10 minutes ago, we were all joking and yelling, oh my God, 10 flexes. And now look, time has flown by because there's, there's beauty to these flexes that is rare to find in this program. You're going to look back on this as a mistake. <laughs> You're definitely going to owe somebody some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have six. Wow. Six flexes. That's weak. Okay, so originally Federico had seven, and I had seven, and I didn't want to do seven, and then Federico went to ten, so I removed one, and now I have six. New MacBook Pro. Preview of the Apple Silicon Mac Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Let's do it. It's going to be great. <laughs> the home app gets redesigned. Oh, please, Apple. Please. New features for FaceTime. I'm not asking you to clarify your flexi, but like, what would you want to see? Uh, so I will apologize to people that have listened to Upgrade before this. I, I have reused a bunch of things because wow. I'm, a, I'm but one human. And I have, spoiler alert, recorded them back to back today. What, what are we? The- Federico, I listen to app stories. I've been hearing you talk about these things that are in your flexis today. Okay? <laughs> so don't even come at me with that. <laughs> So, new features for FaceTime. One, a couple of the things that me and Jason were talking about, like backgrounds, being able to start a, like, be able to send a link to someone to join a FaceTime, mm. kind of like how you do with Zoom and FaceTime on the web. So, I don't know why, you know, I, like Apple really should be pushing this and uh, just, you know, be better than Zoom, I guess. Uh, new notification management options. So this is what Mark Gurman was talking about. Mm -hmm. And this is a weird one, all right? But just bear with me a second. I want to say it, and I want to see if either of you can guess why I picked this. Uh, Tools for developers to make smoother or faster animations in iOS. A higher refresh rate on future iPhones. Yes. The reason I made this pick is really roundabout. I was using my iPad the other day and was like, oh, yeah, I guess like we're going to get high refresh rate displays. And then I was thinking to myself, how could we guess from WWDC that it's coming? Like, you know, like every now and again, Apple does something at WWDC and you're like, oh, they've added this because right. of this. Make sure your apps can change sizes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the classic one, right? And so that's what I'm thinking. Like, if we're going to get some kind of telegraphing, it would be to make your animation smoother or quicker. So either A, it works nicer, like so, it, you know, it shows off the, um, I think it'd be like a twofold thing. It will show off, like you want to make have your animations be smooth because then it will show off the high refresh rate display. But also if you have animations just move more quickly, it's going to make people feel it even more so. And there's also an accessibility angle here, which would be we give you controls to make sure that you're timing your animations just right for different kinds of users, right? It's a very, it's a very intelligent pick, Mike. I think it, especially in the context of, oh, it's that kind of feature that you're doing it now to prepare for future hardware on the iPhone. Uh, 
Very clever. I love it. Oh, thank you. Well, that, that's my six because I'm not a maniac. I have five. Yeah, of course you do. Because you know you're going to lose. You don't want to lose money as well as losing the, the competition. Well, we'll see how mine go. We have quite a, <laughs> I have quite a few of these that, that are in direct opposition to y'all's picks. Steven, I've just re- if either of us lose to Federico's 10, that's going to be real bad. <laughs> yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that will be real bad. Mac OS skips ahead to version 15 to match iOS and iPad OS. This is bananas. <laughs> Why? Why do you think they would do this? What do you think they're going to do? Watch OS 15 like as well? Like they did for Windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made Windows 10. You've based this purely on TV OS, haven't you? Like this is your thinking here? Yeah. The core OS and Apple's lineup. But what about Watch OS? TV OS is the core. <laughs> you, you missed the number two. I think I would know that. No new Mac notebooks are announced. Did you say DAC notebooks? No new <laughs> Mac notebooks. Are yeah, announced. I mean, because why would they introduce a Mac when they can introduce a DAC? Am I right? I don't think the mm, I don't think the you? MacBook Pros are ready. If they're going to have that new screen technology, I don't think they're ready. That DAC's are ready. The next version of macOS comes with a redesigned today view. I mean, please, yes, yes. Just, just. Yeah. This is literally the only pick you've made today that makes sense. Like, this is the only one. Yeah, John spoke about it on App Stories, but like, it's just a, it's there. Uh, there's widgets. I still don't understand how it works. No. So the top because it doesn't. Okay. So <laughs> my screen, the top twenty percent are widgets, and the middle section. I'm uh, sorry. The top part is notifications. The middle part is widgets, and then it just stops. It's like not even long enough to fill my screen. So you know the notifications on the Mac are infinite, right? Like, have yeah. you ever have you ever managed to clear all notifications, like no. all of them? No. I think they're. Dude, I think they just repeat over and the over. The stack of my Slack notifications says ninety nine more notifications. <laughs> like I just don't ever go in here. It's a nightmare. Apple has made it worse than it used to be, and. Now it's in behind the clock, which makes no sense. Just burn it down, try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. else do I have here? I have, uh, we get some happy messaging from Apple about how much they value developers. I mean, sure. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of angst, more than normal. So at, the, at the very least, you will get this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One point all, all day. <laughs> Number five, Apple unveils a new external display. Oof. No new Macs yet, but the display is ready. <laughs> I let I let the universe oh, speak too to late me for this. This is what the universe has said. So I have a feeling about these Rikis. They will be much, much worse than usual. I don't know. I feel pretty good about mine. Yeah, you probably win. Um, I think C and I are going to be a mess <laughs> after you could oh yeah. A lot of money, Federico. Like a lot of money, Federico. How much is it per wrong flexi? $25. That's $250. For a good cause, you know. <laughs> yeah, that I, that I, I get mean, to pick. Or Mike gets to pick. Probably Mike. It's fine. For a good cause. It's money well spent. I mean, I would spend it on DAX anyway, so. 
That's right. Well, you're going to need a little bit more because it's going to be at least three ninety nine. I thought they were cheap. That was the whole point of putting the standalone DAC thing in there because you, <laughs> you thought it was going to be $100. We're never going to let this go, Steven, by the way. Yeah, you will never be able to lift this one down. What if I'm not going to do this, but what if in the edit I just put in a different Ricky? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, oh, you're so ridiculous. It's just like the most plain. This is like, you know, you know how before, is it before... And is it only in Italy or is it also elsewhere? Like before a trial, you have to like uh, put your hand on the Bible or something. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, we have that here. Yeah, yeah you swear, you swear to tell the whole truth to the Bill of Rickies. Put your hand on the Rickies. Actually, we don't have a rule that says pics cannot be modified in post. <laughs> Not me neither. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I don't want to make that rule. <laughs> well, that does it. We have made our picks for WBDC 2021. We will be back next week on Wednesday to score these. Be sure to check out the websites that cover this. rickies.co, rickies.net, both great options. You can go see what we did. You can keep tabs as the event goes on. And we're all really excited. I'm excited that it's WBDC again. It's it's the, the most fun but busy week of the year covering Apple. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, which is not a whole lot this week, but there's some weird stuff in there, you can head on over to the website at relay.fm slash connected slash 348. There you can get in touch. There's an email link there in the sidebar. Send us feedback or follow-up. Or you can find us out on the internet. You can find Federico on mm-hmm. Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and his Italian architecture blog is at yep. macstories.net. You can follow Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike hosts a bunch of shows here on Relay FM. And most Friday Fridays, he can be found at Mike.Live streaming about uh, beautiful keyboards. Thursday this week. but If you want to join Connected and get a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week, go to a very special URL. Mike, what is that URL? GetConnectedPro.co. I thank our sponsors this week, Pingdom, Squarespace, Clean My Mac X, and StoryWorth. Until next week, when we find our value as humans based on our picks, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Well, that ended fast. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, bye. Cheerio. Uh, <laughs> <What>? Adios. <laughs> he said cheerio. I was confused. It, it can't really. The, 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 the goodbye came out of nowhere. I wasn't ready for it.